Wow. Good morning. This is the longest service we've had in quite some time. Bear with me. If you come back next week, we will keep it to an hour and five to ten minutes. I promise. Yeah. I'm watching the clock the whole time. Okay. I love this church. And I love you guys. Thank you, Dee. I love you. It was so great celebrating your 45th birthday. <laughs> Mark did joke with me and said, I'd like you to do a pastoral charge, but make it not your best sermon. It'll be a joke, but I'm serious. If you go up there and you give them your best, they'll have nothing to look forward to after that. So I said, okay. So I can't thank you guys enough. I wanted to, um, I didn't have too much time, but I wanted to give you a little history of our journey here to the rivers, how we ended up here, and God's work and calling and plan on our life, and we'll talk about God's calling, and if you come back next week, I'm going to start in a series, a new year, a new season, and we're going to start with the call of Abraham, and uh, it would be Abram at that time, so... For the last 10 years, my wife and I have been involved in recovery ministries, and, uh, and we've been dealing with broken people, and I am a broken person, just like Rob talked about. And it's really great, these points here, because wait till I get to the end, I've got some of these points. So I'm, I'm partially on my way to all seven or eight of them. I had about two or three or some of my charges at the end of the message. I was like, yes, yes, I'm on point. Thank you, God. I, I'm, 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 I'm right where I need to be. I'm on track, and I, I, just, I thought that was great. And so, um, you know, our journey to Yuba City. So I would say five, six years ago, my wife and I were introduced to the Foursquare Church down in Escondido. And, and, and I was saved in 90, 1992 in a Baptist church where everybody dressed like this every Sunday, and you put on your game face, you showed up to the church building, and you made your, you, you did not embarrass your family, right? Uh, that was the way it was when I was a kid. And we were first introduced to a little more fire and Holy Spirit at Praise Chapel. That's the first church that Bibi and I attended together was a Praise Chapel fellowship. And so we got a little more in tune with, with the Holy Spirit and what was really going on. And the Holy Spirit came into our lives and changed a lot of things. So, so when my wife and I moved from... So my wife and I, uh, we took over a recovery ministry at the church we were at uh, in Whittier, California, and, and it, was a, it was a ministry that we would have never imagined that we would begin to lead one day, and we began to lead this ministry one day, and so then what happened was, and I'll, I'll accelerate the story, was my company came to me and said, we want to totally bless you and your family, and we want to move you and your family to San Diego, and you're going to do all this work and all this, so my immediate thought was, okay, God is taking us to San Diego for a new mission what is that going to be? So we moved down to San Diego, Escondido, and we found this wonderful church that hosted a Celebrate Recovery ministry. And because we loved recovery ministry and we love helping the broken people, we ended up attending this church. And this church was a Foursquare church, Foursquare Church uh, ECC. Uh, the original, one of the original founding pastors was uh, Coleman Phillips, and he was good friends with Pastor Jack and all those guys down out of, of Southern California. And that church had been started around 19... In the 1930s, I believe, after all the revival that was going on down at Balboa Park by Amy Semple McPherson. So that church evolved. So we got super involved at this church. 
And we're plugging away, and the next thing you know, we had been there a few months, and the people that were uh, leading the directors of ministry for the Celebrate Recovery walked up to my wife and I and said, we've been praying for God to bring somebody to this church, a couple who loved the broken people who could take over this ministry because we've, we're tired. We're tired, and we want to move on, and we've been praying, and we started praying that this season, and you guys showed up at our church. And we were like, wow, okay, thanks, God. And so we, we did that. We took that ministry over, and, and we grew that ministry, and we loved on broken people. That's what we look forward to every week. And I used to say the more broken they are, the better. And um, so what happened was a few years back now, again, my company came to me and said, we want you to move. My, my boss came to me. I work for a different company, too. My boss says, I want you to go to Northern California. And take over this territory and do and work there. So again, the next thought I had was the same thought I had when we moved to San Diego. Okay, God has been preparing us through all these ministry roles of leadership. And Celebrate Recovery was a large leadership ministry role. And we thought, okay, what's the next mission? So we prepared. And my wife found this church online. She goes, okay, I found the Foursquare Church. It's in Yuba City. We got to check it out when we get there. So now I was getting tired. I was getting tired, and, and so we moved up here, and I was like, we drove down the street, and we looked over here, and I said, is there a church in there? And she said, yeah, and my wife said, I think it's right there, and I was like, oh, all right, let's just church hop for a little while, and we'll see what's going on before we commit to anywhere. So we went to all the big little local churches in town. You guys know them if you've been here in Yuba City long enough, and every single church that we went into... We would go there and we're like, this is an amazing church. But I think it's full of people to do all the work here that God has for them to do. I don't think this church is for us. And then my wife finally said, can we just go to the Rivers Church, that four-square church that we found? And I said, all right, let's go check it out. So we came here one Sunday and when we showed up, Mark and Jill were brand new. Maybe had been here a week or two or a couple weeks. And we came in and there was about 17 people in here. And right away, I listened to Mark preach, and I thought, I think this is where God wants us to be. Now, if you had told me I would be standing up here doing this, that was not what I expected the ministry role to be. I thought, okay, I'm in a broken community. I can see that there's a need for broken people, and I've been doing this recovery ministry thing for a long time. This is what God's going to have us to do. So the next thing I know, I'm, I'm going to fast forward you to this year. This year. This year I found out biologically I share a DNA with a different person who's my real father than the one I grew up thinking was my father. I had restarted my, does anybody here do a, a, a you, you have time that you spend in the word every day, daily Bible reading and prayer? Great, I do that too. So I had started over, new year, new season, 2021. I was like, okay, brand new time of the year. I'm going to dive back in in Genesis and go through the Bible again because I, 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 I bounce around. I read the Bible cover to cover, but I was like, I'm going to start over from the beginning again. I'm going to make it through the law, and I'm going to get into the good stuff. No, I'm just kidding. The law is the good stuff. So, so I'm, reading, I'm reading what's going on, you guys, and, and I'd already found out about this new father thing. So I'm on a plane to Southern California. This is God's work in my life. I'm on a plane to Southern California. I'm finishing the book of Deuteronomy. I've got about 10 chapters left. I read at a pace of about two to four chapters per morning. So you timeline myself from the beginning of the year here. I'm getting ready to, oh, and because I blazed through Leviticus, I was like, I got to get through Leviticus. I was reading that five, six chapters a day. I'm like, 
but I love it. So I'm, 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 I'm like an hour from Southern California. I go, I have 10 chapters left in Deuteronomy. I'm going to finish these right now. I'm finishing the 10 chapters of Deuteronomy. As my plane is landing on the tarmac in Orange County, I'm reading that Moses is dying and that Joshua is about to take over and lead the people into the promised land, which is going to take place in the next chapter. And it is in that very moment that I say to myself, the children of Israel wandered in the desert lost for 40 years. I am 40 years old this morning. I am 40 years lost, and in a couple hours I will be found by my real dad. That, is, that same day, this took place. And I was like, wow, now the story gets better. Talk about God's calling on your life. And we'll talk about Abraham, Abram, next week. The next day, obviously, my Bible study, if you're doing the, the timeline here, is I start off in Joshua, and I read about Joshua. And I know the story of Joshua, and I know Joshua is the leader that's going to lead the people in. The next day, Mark calls me and starts to talk to me about pastors and his mission here at the church and how his timeline is and how he got introduced to the church. We don't talk yet about being campus pastor. This is a little further down. When I hung up the phone with Mark that day, I went right to Bibi and I said, do you know what I read in my Bible yesterday morning? She said, what? I said that Joshua was becoming the leader to lead the people. And then I told her about my story at the airport and all these things. And she goes, yeah, and? And I go, well, Mark just got off the phone with me, and I'm pretty sure he's hinting to the fact that one day we might be pastors. And she's like, no way. So... But I see this, you guys, because I'm telling you that this is not just something that took place this year. This was 10 years plus in the making of leading to this moment. So when Mark then, later we met at the fountains, Bibi and I know what God's brought us through and what God's brought us to and why God brought us here to Yuba City. We were starting to know and see it all laid out on paper. We're like, okay, God, got it. It doesn't get any more clear than that. So that's when Mark met with us at the, at the fountains and we talked about it. Um, that was my, our immediate answer was yes. Yes. Yes, we will. And um, amen, right? That was a pretty exciting, this has been a pretty exciting year. And so the verse I was going to lead with, after the death of Moses, now Mark is not passing away. Mark is moving to retirement. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Or he was saying to me, Mark, my servant, is moving to Arizona. He's retiring. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains from the north. From the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. Including all the lands of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you. Or abandon you. Be strong and courageous. 
For you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. This church has a promise. This church has a promise from God started in 1991 in the hearts of those two individuals right over there. And today we're going to go further and continue to be carried on in this promise. Because I'm going to tell you what. God gave Abram a promise about 4,000 years ago. Do the math. And we are still living in that promise today. Amen? Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Teach the word of God. Then you will succeed in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. That's God's charge on me right now. That is where I am at right now. That is where God has led me to. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Do you know how many times God said to Joshua here, do not be scared, do not be afraid, be courageous, do not be scared, do not be afraid? I bet that's because you pictured that Joshua was this mighty warrior about to go rip it across the river. Well, guess what? God knows every one of us inside and out, and God knows our heart. And you want to know what? Joshua was scared. And I'm scared. It's perfect place to be. I've been processing this for weeks because this day was getting closer. And all of a sudden, I was like, this is getting real. And I started to process it, and somebody goes, how do you feel? And I said, I'm scared. And I knew in that moment when I said that to myself, that's right where God needs me to be. Because if I'm scared, I'm going to lean on him, and I'm going to trust him, and I'm going to keep the focus on him. And, and it's not going to be in my power. Because I'm scared. And I'm pretty confident in everything else I do. I love my job. I feel confident. I, I, I'm a power lifter. I'm not afraid to get underweight. I try to not be afraid of much. But I'm scared. I'm scared to go into this promised land. But we're going to do it. Amen? What did Jesus command us to do? Love. All right. Great answers. I always like to lead this off. You're like, what is it that Jesus basically told you to do? Well, be, you know, oh, you know, people that don't even know the word, they're like, oh, well, you've got to be a good person. Uh, love the Lord your God. Okay, that's the greatest commandment of all. Love the Lord your God with all your mind, heart, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor yourself. With this, you, you fill the law. Got it. When Jesus left, he said, go and tell everybody about me. That's what he commanded us to do when he left. That's the last thing he told us to do. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority. Who do we depend on for authority? Are you reaching out to God the Father? Or are you reaching out to Jesus the Son? Because when Jesus the Son left, all authority and power was given to him. That's who I lean on for my power and authority. 
I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations. Doing what? Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Just the same way that God the Father was going to be with Joshua going into that promised land. He's going to be with us. He's going to be with us. This church family. Hey, my fear's going away for 2022. I, I, everybody looks like they're engaged. I'm getting a good reception here. This is great. Okay, did, God, did he say anything else, Chris, after that? Well, that was the end of Matthew. Well, let's look here in Acts. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, is the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Are you baptized in the Holy Spirit? Are you filled with God's Spirit? Because he only came on a few people before Jesus came. Only a few people had that Spirit on them. Right now, we all have the ability to have that same power, that same spirit. He replied, the Father alone has set these times, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes in. You will be my witnesses. That is our charge. Telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After saying this, he was taken up in a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. That was his last charge. Go and make disciples. Is that what we're doing every day? Is that what we do in our daily lives when you get up and you go to work? Are you sitting there at your job and you're thinking, you know what, while I'm here today, I want to make sure I tell some person who doesn't know about Jesus, about Jesus. That's our charge. And that's how we're going to grow this church. That's how we're going to grow this kingdom. It starts with us out there. Outside those doors. That's where it starts. So, church, how are we going to do it? Well, the same pledge you made to stand with me and stand beside me and stand behind me and stand with me, I'm going to do the same. I'm going to stand with you, and I'm going to stand beside you, and I'm going to stand behind you, and I'm going to lift you up. And I'm going to be your pastor coach because I want to see everybody succeed. I want to see everybody lifted up. I want to see everybody living. I want to see that twinkle in your eye when I know that you're just filled with the Holy Spirit, that you're on fire, that you're in love with God, that you see what God's doing in your life, and you're out doing the same thing and multiplying yourself and lifting up and encouraging others. That is what I want to see. So... Marriage is 100-100. It's not 50-50. Christ is married to us, and you're married to me now, and I'm married to you. And marriage is 100-100. And a good friend of mine said, Chris, marriage is 100-100, not 50-50. Because there could be years where you have to give 100%, and your spouse may only give 30. Marriage is 100-100 forever. And that's what we're going to do together as a church family. We're going to be 100-100, not 50-50. Amen? Together, we're going to take this gospel message to our community. How? We're going to outreach, 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 and outreach. We're going to outreach. When there's events going on in town, we're going to be there this year. Whatever we used to do, 
to get out there and put up a tent, we're doing it this year. We're going to grow. We're going to go and we're going to share the love of Jesus and we're going to make new disciples in small ways, in small places, and that is going to grow. Together, we're going to multiply this church. Amen? Families, not just this house. This house will get multiplied by us doing this. We're going to multiply the church. How? Inviting people to church. Inviting people to come here and join you in this fellowship, like Rob talked about. The church as a fellowship, as a community, we're going to invite. We're going to start some small groups probably this year. Home groups. You live over here? Great. Let's start a home group. What night of the week worked best for you? Perfect. Now you start inviting people from your work, your friends, your neighbors, however. We're going to start small in the homes. And then once they go there and they feel comfortable, we can invite them to come here. Amen? We're going to invite. We're going to do small home groups. And we're going to outreach. Together, we're going to fill the Great Commission. Those two things I read to you guys. We're going to fill that Great Commission. We're going to go out. We're going to preach the love of Jesus. We're going to let people know that they can be saved, that there's life after death. We're going to let them know that their God loves them and that their God wants to have a relationship with them and that his burden is light. This is how we're going to do it together. A few of those points were here in Rob's eight. Uh, how are we going to do it? On what authority, Chris, are we going to do it? Where am I telling you guys that we're going to do all this from? Where? Well, I'm going to tell you my life verse. John 14, starting in verse 10. Just believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. These are the words of Jesus. Or at least believe because of the work you have seen me do. What works did we see Jesus do at that time? He healed the sick. He healed the blind. And we know that Jesus is going to raise Lazarus from the dead. Amen? Those are some pretty great works. Have you healed the sick lately? Have you healed the blind lately? Have you spoke to somebody who was dead to come back to life? Well, guess what? Jesus did that. Now get this doubt out of your mind and know that you have that power and that we can do it. Where do you get this from, Chris? Well, I'll keep going. Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works. What does that mean to you? Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. He's telling you, you can do even greater works. What does that look like for you? Start to envision it because 2022 is the year. Well, why, Chris? Well, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. And we know that's taken place. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. I am trusting God and I am asking God and I am believing in God because I am scared. And I'm trusting God that 2022 is going to be a year of revival right here in this church family, right here in this community, 
I am answering the call on God, uh, my, the call on my life from God. That is why I am here. That is what is going on. I love Yuba City. I love this community. Am I here to stay? Chris, you just said you moved twice. Well, I got a call from my boss earlier this year. He's the regional vice president. He says, hey, I put you on a list to become a regional vice president. Company wants to know how soon you're willing to move. You want to know what I told him? I said, I'm not willing to move. If your job ever opens up, I'll take it, but I'm not moving anymore. I have a mission in Yuba City. Amen? That was my answer. I was like, come on, God, I just told, passed up a great promotion. <laughs> I am committed to you. I am going to commit to you. I'm going to commit to this community, and I'm going to commit to what was started here 30 years ago. Thank you, Rob. And I'm going to commit to what Mark has been doing here for the last couple of years. Dale, I love you. Thank you. When Dale got up here and read what she read, I believed Dale. <laughs> I believed Dale. I've gotten to know her heart. And I know all of you. I've gotten to know all of you so much in the last couple years. And I'm super excited for what God's going to do here. Well, I don't have any more. Uh, that was kind of my conclusion, the pastoral charge for 2022. I want to thank Mark, and I want to thank Jill. They have been a rock in my life for the last couple years. They really have. You really have. You have encouraged me. And Mark got me going on the, let's do this, let's do this, think about this, let's get you in school. The church has me doing school right now, so I'm, I just finished the fall semester. All my classes, I'm pretty sure my scores were like A, A plus. And I just finished five classes uh, in the Western Ministry Institute, which is connected now with Life Pacific University. So I'll be starting the fall classes, uh, the winter classes Tuesday. Um, I'm looking forward to that. And I'm also in the process of, of, of the Foursquare licensing, so that's going on too. So there's a lot of things on my plate outside of here. But I'm committing to you guys my whole heart. And yes, balance is so key right now. There's a lot of other areas of my life that in the last few months I've had to just make small changes and adjustments so that I have balance. Because I do believe that balance is a key to a healthy life. Balance is key to a healthy physical life and a healthy spiritual life and a healthy mental life. Uh, you know, so, so with that, I just want to tell you all I love you. I want to thank all my friends that are here supporting me today. You know who you are. And um, I love this church. I love God's people. I love Mark and Jill. I love all of you. And I'm going to pray. Lord. I thank you in advance for 2022. I thank you in advance for everything that you're going to do. I thank you in advance for your calling on all of our lives. I thank you in advance, and we claim it, what you're going to do in this church family. We thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. I thank you for our founding pastors. I thank you for our exiting pastors, and I thank you for our future pastors. I thank you for what you're doing here. I thank you that you love this church family. I thank you that you have a vision for this church. And I pray over this new year and this new season. And I thank you, thank you, thank you in Jesus' mighty name. And we all together say amen. Amen. Yeah. amen. Oh, so I'm going to bless the meal.
oh, yes, I'm going to bless the meal too because we're going to do some worship and then we're going to go eat and we just want you to go over there and eat. <laughs> Father, I just thank you for the, for the food that we're about to receive into our bodies, Lord. I always pray, Lord, let it nourish our bodies as you continue to nourish our souls, Lord. I thank you in advance for the food, the fellowship, Lord, and I just thank you, thank you, thank you in Jesus' name.